welcome to the official Substack of Brandon Ritchie. I'm here with a guest today, my friend Jerry. And Jerry, how do you say your last name again? I've messed that up a few times. Can you? <laughs> Kikendall. Kikendall. There we go. So Jerry Kikendall. And I'm going to just uh, turn a little bit of this over to you guys. I want, I want, I want Jerry to just kind of tell you a little bit about his background, uh, where he's from, and uh, you know what 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 he's doing now, and 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 what led him on this path, and and then we can kind of talk about how we got here. So, uh, Jerry, if you would just uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hey. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate everything you do. Your the message you're spreading right now, and uh, how you come at the fitness game and, and the health game, and just show up as a real, genuine, authentic person. So, um, honored to uh, be here with you. Um, but yeah, just to, to fill everybody in on who I am, what I'm about. Uh, my, again, my name is Jerry Kuykendall. I am the owner, founder, uh, CEO of Biohacking Truth, and basically, you know, we're just a, a company of holistic health, and um, and we use exercise kinesiology as well to get people out of pain and and to get uh, you know in a real optimized state physically. And uh, we combine the holistic lifestyle coaching in with that, then then they get to uh, they get to marry the mind, body, and spirit, and really find an optimal. Uh, new state of being. So that's what we do. How did I get here? Well, um, my background, and I'll, and I'll do an abbreviated version of my story, but my background in life was <clears throat> I always grew up, always growing up, I was the real unhealthy kid. And, uh, you know, that boils down to, you know, abandoning my parents. And, you know, long story short, my mother left when I was about seven years old. Hmm. Packed up. We lived in Idaho. She packed up, moved to California. And she left me with my father, who wasn't prepared for that type of, uh, a traumatic event and so he chose to deal with his pain by checking out and and mm. you know what that meant for my for me and my reality was that my dad was at the bar like every night and mm-hmm. uh i got you uh, so i grew up very independent uh you know going and and just trying things out i didn't have people in my life to be like you know you shouldn't climb that tree you might fall you know you shouldn't wade mm-hmm. through that fast moving creek because you might slip and you know go under the water um you shouldn't play with those those matches in those that pack of cigarettes because yeah. you might yield on fire so you're, you're what um, i call you i have a t- i have a name for for guys like you jerry it's what i like to call a maverick a maverick you know, and you know what's funny um, <laughs> aggression here for the folks at home but part of what we do with our clients is is personality work that's part of our self-discovery program and you know we introduce them to the enneagram personality and uh you know, uh, basically Enneagram works on a bunch of different, it's a numbered system and, you know, your base personality represents a number. And, uh, so my base personality, uh, actually has the, has the nickname, the Maverick. So oh, nice. yeah, I'm very much a Maverick. Um, but so growing up, you know, uh, left to my own devices, uh, you know, I got to experiment with life and I got to see that, you know, that experience is just experience. And when you want to try something new, you just go try it. Yeah. Right? There isn't, this what if, what if, what if, you know, you just try it and either it's for you or it's not. Right. And, uh, so, so that kind of formed the basis of who I am, you know, now my life story filling in the blanks grew up, you know, I was, uh, you know, I had to cook for myself ever since I could remember, you know, mm-hmm. six, seven years old, you know, uh, I had to cook for myself. And so, you know, you imagine a 10 year old kid cooking himself dinner. It's, it's not very good. Oh, so con- <laughs> That's tough. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 at a young age, I found, um, 
you know, uh, acid reflux, uh, mm. uh, anxiety, depression. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what I know now is like a locked up diaphragm area, which yeah. caused a lot of stress. And I was just always stressed and I didn't really realize why. Um, and that led to early onset arthritis in my body. Um, mm. PTSD, which obviously with your mother leaving that, that, that sure. imprints a big event on you and, you know, that really influences how you see the world and, 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 uh, every event that, that comes up after that kind of, you know, is, is cross-referenced with that particular event. And so long story short, I, I saw the world as a threat. So hmm. everything was a threat. So I was quick to lash out at people. I was quick to attack. I was quick to defend my stance, quick to dig in and, sure. and place judge. So that was, that was where I was at. And, uh, I gone through the, the fitness game to try to get healthy and uh you know experience the roller coaster of weight up down up and down but it's when i really stumbled across you know like thinking on an integral perspective like mm-hmm. basically all factors play all factors are at play and everything so if i go out and i go party with the buddies right mm-hmm. that's awesome you know maybe i'm celebrating because i had a great day i had an awesome workout and, you know, maybe I spent quality time with loved ones. Maybe I got to share honestly and openly with people. Maybe I got to be playful. And so I'm going to go, go to a barbecue and get wasted. Right. Well then that, that, that has an effect on what happens the next day. Right. And all that. So I started really, really latching onto this holistic perspective. Putting it all together. You just kind of started. Yeah. And then what brand was that basically, at least in my experience and observation, no matter what the ailment is, right? It's it's causing a disruption in the in the the dialectic of our health. You know, sleep, mm-hmm. mindset, movement, uh, and what you're eating. And so you can't really affect one without affecting all of them. And once I realized that, it's like holy crap! You know what? Like getting rid of anxiety and depression is really the same formula as getting rid of heartburn. Or yeah. Excess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same yeah. It's causing it. And uh, where's that stemming from? And where's that stemming from? Where's that stemming from? What caused that? What caused that? What caused that? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I found was within a matter of, I would say, two years, right, all the anxious, anger, depressive, like seeing the world as a threat and, right. and protect yourself with anger, right, um, it just dissipates. And then, you know, the symptoms in the body just dissipate. All the arthritis in my body that I'd had pain, you know, chronic pain 24 7 for years mm-hmm. gone just gone yeah and so i thought boy there's something to this so i uh, actually at the time was uh, managing a grocery store and um hmm. making very good money making six figures had a great retirement had the house the family the dogs you know the whole nine yards and i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna find a way to share this with everybody and so oh, that's man, when i that's, began making dude that's awesome i mean because yeah. you, li- you lived right. it you know you lived it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I saw the benefits of it and I just, I'm the type of guy, you know, you know, the Maverick is a challenger. Um, they're a protector. Uh, you know, uh, they really don't take a lot of excuses and a lot of bullshit, but we don't, we definitely, people like me, we definitely don't sit back and just watch people suffer. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just got tired of doing. You know, in my role as a manager at a grocery store, you know, people's home lives and the way they see the world directly impact how they perform. And right. I was seeing this open. And over and over and over again, and uh, it was just like, dude, I've got to, I've got to find a way to be able to instead of, instead of just watching these people getting their own way, help them find out how they're in their own way and, and how they've know, been lying to their whole life. And you know, you and, just, you just kind of pointed something out to me uh, in in your story, 
And um, I think from a very young age, you had to live with being uncomfortable in a way. Yeah. You didn't yeah. probably, maybe in your, as a kid, you, did, you, knew, you knew it was uncomfortable, but in your mind, you were living that being uncomfortable. I think the problem with our society today is that everyone has gotten comfortable, you know, comfortable with uh, a fast solution, a magic pill for fitness. We always talk about the magical pill in fitness. Everybody always wants the easy way out. They, wanna, they don't want to put in the work or be consistent or have the discipline with the nutrition. They just want that quick fix, that quick, snappy fix. And it's going to, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, you know. Uh, yeah, 100%. And I always talk about the people. I was like, you know, I'm, believe, I'm a big believer. I always tell my students, listen, you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, yes. you know, when you make a transition in life, to your point, you have to be able to embrace that uh, stepping out, being, cura- being courageous, stepping out, and, and also being a little uncomfortable. Yes, yes, because that's, that's the only place growth occurs, right, is outside the comfort zone and you know, if we if we have if we adopt a strategy in life, and it starts with wanting soft shoes and a warm blanket and a soft bed and a big pillow, that I mean, seriously, when we think about it, what's really good mm-hmm. for us is, is to walk around barefoot and, and sleep on something hard with no pillow. That's what's really good for us. Yeah. Now I'm not people go out and do that, but this, that just represents our comfort zone. And what happens, you know, as that is an example, what that manifests in later in life is people who can't balance themselves when they get older. Uh, they end up getting things like plantar fasciitis, ingrown toenails bad knees, sore backs, uh, neck problems, mm-hmm. all that, all in the, in, in the effort uh, to find comfort. Now, the greatest irony is, is in the attempt to find comfort in life with the big soft shoes and the soft bed and the big fluffy pillow, later on in life, that catches up to you and then you're uncomfortable 24-7. Oh, yeah. And now, the big thing in life, right, let's just say everybody's got a thing that they want to do, whether you admit it or not. Now, some people just like actually actively pursue that while others don't. Now, mm-hmm. let's take they don't because they don't want to step outside of their comfort zone. But that comfort zone, like, you know, it's a circle. Let's say it's a circle. It surrounds us. As long as we only stay in there and we never tiptoe out of it, no growth occurs. Well, uh, sooner or later, that that comfort zone just shrinks and we paint ourselves in a corner. And how many people do you know in, in life that are in their later golden years that sure. have never stepped up comfort zone or haven't done so often enough? And they've painted themselves into a corner in life where yeah. they're restricted fit. They're restricted mentally. They're restricted restricted emotionally. Their spiritual um, health is is non-existent, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they used to be believers or they used to be faithful in something, but because life has been so bad to them, they've kind of grown nihilistic. Right, and and I think too. I just did a two, and I'll I'll have to send it to you. I'm not trying to plug an article here, but I did an article on a. It's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Plato's Allegory of the Cave, the whole philosophical. But I'm gonna send that yeah. article to you. But it's about uh, how we live basically in our, our, uh, our reality is somewhat like not always our real reality. We're kind of – it's an illusion. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a staged reality. And a movie. A movie almost yeah, where, where there, are, there are puppet masters that basically uh, create this reality, right? And I think we yeah. see that a lot now – with the media, with the media cycle, with even social media, big tech companies, uh, a lot of the the way information flows and the direction it flows in, I think people kind of get, um, 
they get stuck in Plato's cave, you know, they're, they're still yeah. chained to that rock, you know? Yeah. And, and the one yes. prisoner in Plato's cave, he finally, you know, the whole premise of that is that these prisoners wake up every day and they see this, these shadows cast upon the wall in front of them. Right. And, and they, they can't, they're chained to this rock, so they can't move. So they see these shadows of silhouettes playing out daily life. So they think it's uh, what they perceive to be their reality, right? The, the reality of their existence. But the, what they don't see is what else is in the cave. Like behind them, there's a fire. And between them and the fire, there are puppet masters that project, you know, the shadows yep. onto the wall in front of them, right? Yep. And, yep. Uh, and, so, and so one of the prisoners breaks free. He manages to catch a glimpse of the fire and realizing that the shadows are fake, he manages to break free and he goes out, gets outside and sees the real world, right? And and so he's so excited, he goes back in to warn and to tell the other prisoners, right? But here's the thing, here's the thing, his eyes aren't used to the sunlight of being outdoors, so he's blind, he returns and he goes blind. So the the other prisoners see his blindness and so they're scared if they try to leave that they'll be punished with blindness or even worse. So yes. they so they stay right where they are. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then and it's like that's uh, that's outsourcing your thinking, outsourcing your experience. Right. Right. And it, what what is wisdom? Wisdom is thinking and experience. Right. Wisdom is learning and and apply it, implying that learning and and developing experience. Now you just enhance your wisdom. Um, and yeah, that's uh that that's that kind of gives me a little bit of chill brand because i was actually talking to a client yesterday and uh similar thing you know this client what we what we call um in our system has developed a personal myth uh which is you know succinctly put i can't make time for things that make me happy until all the work's done right but what is all the work like all the work for the day all the work for the week all the work for the rest of your life all the work for the year all the you know right like, right what, that's so we got into like you're watching someone else's movie now. Like someone has put a uh, a cast and crew in front of you, right? And we got it. We we boiled it down. We figured out really where it came from. But yeah, I brought that up. I was like, dude, we're all watching a movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same script, same actors, the same uh, script and everything. But guess what? We're watching a different movie. So what movie are you watching? What movie do you want to keep watching, right? Right. And so the movie. The movie that he was watching was that he's not good enough or doesn't have the permission to let loose and monkey around a little bit, right? Yeah, because he hasn't yeah. achieved what he's supposed to achieve yet, right? Right. Based on some marker. But that also, that 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 cave, I, I have heard that before, and uh, it reminds me of that M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And that's a really good point. I forgot about that one, actually. But yeah, and another one, too, that I tie, actually tied into the article is The Matrix. The mm-hmm. Matrix, you know? The documentary, the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, the documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we didn't know it, but Keanu was actually starring in a documentary. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. That's brilliant. No, I love that. That's uh, I think I'm gonna have to steal that one. That's really good. But yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the key, and and I think people don't really. Uh, you know, one of the things too, and and you, I know you're aware of this because I know, I know you are very. Uh, uh, you educate yourself on a constant basis. I can see it. I see it on when we talk, and I, I see it on your your social media. I try to do the best I can with that too. Um, and, and all of this is about, again, the flow of information. 
yeah. and I had an interesting question for you too, because I, I the other day, it, it, you know, and I've been in the fitness industry for twenty years, and 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 you, I know, know this with not only your own experience and but what you've learned now in your career in the industry and in your study. Uh, but we know the body is capable of doing a lot. And, and, and the thing is like, uh, you know, when you see these news stories of these, you know, this is post pandemic and we got, you know, and I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to, and I'm not scared of speaking truth. I just want the truth to be able to get out to people. So I mm-hmm. want to be careful how I frame this, but but, uh, you know, I want to I want to deliver a message without, you know, the message being cut off at the knees. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Uh, so, you know, post pandemic, we have certain treatments that people have opted to get to not get sick. Right. To not get right. a certain virus. And right, right. <laughs> and now and now in the news media, we are seeing all of these um, these. Uh, unexplained deaths of athletes, young athletes, uh, young adults, um, and injuries, injuries yeah. too. Uh, and, and, and regardless of where your people look at that and what they think, if you look at the me- media cycle, you see the frequency of this picking up. Okay. I think Justin yeah. Bieber just had half his face paralyzed and his wife who is 20 something recently had a stroke. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the same household of a couple of twenty-something-year-olds, young young adults, right? Um, yeah. And uh, so, so my, my as you see these injuries happening and these conditions, these some of these heart you have to see young people having heart attacks. I wonder, does it would someone's choice of taking a certain treatment factor into whether or not you would take them on as a client? because of the risk associated with possible said treatment yeah it uh it all depends it all depends uh it's all in context um immediately off the gate there would have to be uh some things established like in your intake paperwork um Mm -hmm. definitely want them to disclose everything they're on and then whatever they're on we can discuss side effects so vaccines would fall into that uh ask them if they're aware of the side effects that Mm -hmm. are incurred um, and then from there, if, if someone is willing, <clears throat> is willing to look into things a little bit differently, then yeah, I would work with them. Uh, yeah. but there would definitely be disclaimers on their, um, on their, uh, intake as far as exercise and, and not holding harm, uh, or hold harmless agreement, that type of thing. So I would say, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I probably because of my presence on social media and, and how outspoken I am about, the way I view things. Sure. I, people that are pro vaccine coming to me. Um, and through the course of conversation and consultation, those that have, they are just in a different place mentally anyway. So they're not ready for my program anyway. Right. Right. So, right. But yeah, that's a great point too, because that's not something anybody's talking about. I think, I I think I, I was, I think the other day the thought occurred to me and, and I thought, wait a minute, crap, this includes me too. <laughs> it includes myself. Yeah. I got to start considering yeah. this. I need to start trying to frame this differently. It's just a, it's like uh, the whole law of unintended consequences, right? Once you introduce a, a you know, a, a thing into a, into an equation that changes that equation, uh, you got to, there are always unintended, there are intended consequences, but there are also unintended consequences, 
uh, this is yeah. one of those, I think, something in the industry itself that you're right. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. I just It occurred to me I, I couldn't wait to actually pose that question to you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's something that's like, how do you handle that properly? Uh, you know, I think, I don't know if the answer is like, deal with it right up front or just through the intake process they divulge what they're what they're taking and as you take as you talk about side effects of all their drugs you know if they're on ssris and if they're on proton pump inhibitors and they're yeah. on uh, uh uh maybe some stuff to help them sleep you know all this stuff and then you can yeah. go through all that vaccines but you know for me a hard and fast rule is if you're not willing to entertain um the fact that your your approach and your stance on pro-vaccination might be getting in your way right it shows Mm -hmm. me one thing it shows me you don't you really don't think for yourself right Uh, and i'm not this is not a judgment on people that choose the vaccine but i can't see in a logical world when you're trying to avoid death by taking a vaccine that you're going to take something that hasn't been uh ever used before ever there's never been gene altering mrna therapy that's been approved for human use and protected too from liability yeah, and there's zero liability. You know, that's the other thing, too. I think that's the big thing. I mean, look, uh, I might be willing to try something that's, you know, as long as it's fair market, fair free market, uh, because there's always consequences with fair free market. Uh, but when its protections are put in place, uh, they're blanketed under some umbrella of protection. That just kind of... I don't know. For me, I, personally, that was one of the kind of red flags for me is like, well, wait, if you don't believe in the product, if you believe in the product, rather, uh, why do you need a protection Yes, from yes. the government, you know? Yes. I vaccinate people that have already had the virus, right? Um, that, that can increase the likelihood of cytokine storms. And um, basically what we're trying to avoid, you know, in the, the we can go we can go deep into the I'll, I'll keep it superficial though but the covid narrative which is that covid is killing people um to where the next nuance let le- the le- next layer of nuance there is how do actually how do people that die from covid actually die like what's the process right right well they go to the hospital, they get tested yeah you're positive for covid can i do anything now no not really not until this new drug that's finally got released i forget what it's called the one that fauci used it didn't work right right but until then it was go home until you need to come back. Zero early treatment options. When in history has that ever been a thing for right. <laughs> especially a pandemic? And when have you ever vaccinated in the middle of a pandemic, right? And what right. what are the effects of that, right? Um, right? Oh, mutation variants, weird. So you got all that. That doesn't make any effing sense. But what you can do is you can go, when you, when you need to be hospitalized, you can go to the hospital and we'll put you on remdesivir and a ventilator. Okay, well, what's the likely outcome of a of, of remdesivir ventilator combo? Well, it's you know you, you got better than a fifty fifty chance of dying. Yeah, yeah. And I, from being diagnosed with it, right? Mm-hmm. You have COVID, COVID positive. Do nothing until we need to take the last emergency step, which is like so. It, it's such a dire emergency that you know we we got a better fit better than fifty fifty shot of killing you, but we're going to give it to you because we think we're worth it. Now that's what I'm talking about with integral thinking. Right, right. We can, right. We can take a look at this out of context information, which is people I know and love have died from COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's easy to latch onto that as an emotional reason to force everyone to take mass and vaccine, but let's take a look at the big picture. Big picture. How do they actually die? That is the sequence of events for someone who dies from COVID. Right. And, and it's opposite, 
have several comorbidities. So this is all common knowledge by now. Co- comorbidities, um, by the way, that uh, basically enable uh, an easier trigger response for inflammatory response within the body, which yes. is your cytokine storm and all of that, yep. right? So that that's the thing. You know, I think people don't understand the inflammatory situation with the body, you know, being bloated, yep. eating bad, eating a, you know, high sugar diet, yep. all that stuff, what it does to the body, right? Yes. And it creates an autoimmune, it, it creates a, uh, an autoimmune heaven, really like autoimmunity loves an acidic body. Autoimmunity loves an inflamed body because what is, what, what, what does autoimmunity do? It attacks weak parts of our body. Right. Right. So autoimmunity really has desires, but if you want to talk about it that way, and then like, what's the, what's the, mega massive autoimmune disease that 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 kills more americans than anyone else right like right uh, right your body is is going against its genetic code it's not killing off cancer cells it's allowing the cancer cells to to thrive and to repopulate and to steal resources because cancer cells are too stupid to create their own energy whereas a regular cell can create its own energy a cancer cell doesn't do that it's a parasite it parasites off of everything else so there's something going on in our body that creates mm-hmm. that environment. Now, if you've got a body that is that, I want to say dysfunctional, right? I don't want to say stupid or anything like that. But you've got a body that's going against its own DNA grain that badly to where it's creating inflammation in the organs. It's, uh, it's creating cancer, whatever the case may be. And then you add something that's going to essentially ensure that your body's going to have an opportunity to create an autoimmune situation, right? right. We're going to create this. The spikes are going to infest certain organs, and our body's going to recognize that as foreign and attack it. And they call that building immunity. Right, right. Immunity, overactive immunity. Right, exactly. Autoimmunity, they give you immune suppressants. That's not how to cure autoimmunity. That's how they cure autoimmunity. They give you immune suppressing drugs. Yes, and that's very different. Yeah. An integral, right, deductive reasoning. Deductive reasoning. If we're dying from autoimmune-like symptoms, cytokine storms, our body attacking its own self in the attempt of getting rid of these spike proteins, it's killing us off, supposedly, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Why would we introduce more of that? And then not only that, but purport that the people who need it most are the people that are sick and at risk and elderly. Right. That makes sense. Those are the ones that can withstand a major insult to their system the least. Right. And So they don't get that the virus, which is be a major insult to our system, right? Right. Uh, kill us. So let's take this thing that's going to guarantee that we create some sort of an opportunity for an insult to our system. Yeah. None of it makes none of it makes sense. Nobody will get on stage <clears throat> and debate. Fauci has not been involved in a single debate. He's been challenged umpteen times. Um, there's a two million dollar offer out there. Uh, uh, I heard about it on the Joe Rogan show. I didn't hear about. I, apologize i didn't take down the name of the challenge i should have i know i know i know at the beginning of this i don't know if the two million dollar offer is this individual um but uh it's uh oh my goodness his name just escaped me brilliant doctor he he, or he went to uh oh dr shiva iadure yeah yep yep dr shiva the man with two brains invented email when he was like 14 Okay, yeah. and has studied. Uh, it developed the. Uh, he's got a a brilliant. Um, it, it's a computer programming system that basically maps out and does. Uh, bi- it does biological. Um, it's it's a biological simulation of how certain drugs, certain vitamins, certain things interact biologically yeah. with the cells, right? 
And he's yeah. developed this with computers, like a brilliant model, MIT doctorate, and he's got like a another degree. For, first of all, it's rare to have an undergrad from MIT, let alone two, and one of those is a doctorate. This, yeah. this guy is like on another level, but yeah. but he had a brilliant vitamin-based protocol with this, uh, you know, for to combat COVID. And yeah. so, uh, but yeah, he did challenge Fauci early on and Fauci wouldn't have it. So I think he put a guy up there that some white haired old man that he got to, to just pose as Fauci. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> by McCullough. He's been challenged by Dr. Robert Malone. Uh, he's been challenged by RFK. Oh, All yeah. That he, he has no problem going on TV and calling them crazy and disturbed, right? Right. And misinformed and, and flat out wrong. He has no problem going on TV. And telling every all of us to think that that's what those people are, right. yet he will not there and 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 answer their bell and and debate them when challenged to tell us to to prove to us. Yeah, and go prove it. And didn't he just get COVID? Like, didn't he just have COVID like this yeah. past week or so? He took the only early treatment. <laughs> hey, my twelve o'clock. Um, he took the only a treat only approved treatment that's that's been released yet. It didn't work. Oh wow. Didn't Wow. Well, look, uh, I don't, I hate to cut, man, I could go on all day with you, man. This could be like Joe Rogan part. We'll do it again. We're going to do it again. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Jerry Kukanal. Thank you for coming, Jerry, and being a part of the Substack. We're going to do this again. Uh, uh, But I wanted to at least get some of those talking points. I think it was a great, great talk, great discussion today. Hell yeah, brother. We'll do it again. All right, brother. You take care. All right. Have a good Friday. Peace. All right, you too. Peace.